Hello everybody, my name is Rick McCutcha. I'm a Microsoft Dynamics Business Application MVP and I want to thank you for tuning in to Digital Adoption Talks. Today there are over 300,000 business professionals with digital adoption in their job titles on LinkedIn. On this show, along with my co-host, Joachim Schirmacher, the CEO of ClickLearn, we talk to some of the leading digital adoption experts in the Microsoft ecosystem, and do we have a guest today. This week, we're thrilled to be talking to Dynamics community legend, former Dynamics 365 MVP legend, and the host of Dynamics 365 Unbox. Let's welcome Rachel Prophet from Microsoft. Hello, Rachel. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really great today. Thanks for having me, Rick. So, Rachel, we're going to jump right in and we're going to let you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your Dynamics 365 history. And we're very interested in Dynamics 365 Unboxed and your role at Microsoft. Sure. So, um, my Dynamics 365 journey started... Um, 21 years ago um, when I was working for an RV manufacturer in northern Indiana and we were um, implementing DamGuard Exapta 2.5 at the time. Um, so I started in accounting roles and that's where I kind of got my finance background from, transitioned into some IT roles, uh, taught myself how to uh, write X++ back in the day when there was no documentation on these things. Um, and then I moved into the partner channel for about 15 years. Um, and that's when I found my passion for training. Um, so in the partner channel, I spent a large majority of my 15 years there uh, learning how to, or helping others learn how to use and implement Dynamics 365 throughout um, all the different versions and years. Um, and then, um, about two and a half years ago, I moved to Microsoft, where I'm at now, and uh, I am a fast-track solution architect. Um, I think, you know, when I kind of jokingly describe to people what I do as a fast-track architect, um, I like to say uh, I'm a free resource to customers uh, to explain things to them that they likely already know. Um, but in all seriousness, I think, you know, helping customers understand how to be successful with our platform um, and talking about a lot of different topics like uh, project governance, testing, training your users, adoption, um, along with, you know, those, those actual technical and architectural questions about uh, the system. I started my YouTube channel um, about a year ago. Um, at the urging of Donna Sarker, like the famous Donna Sarker, um, and uh, I've been I've been doing that for just over a year now. I did take a little bit of a break earlier this year, um, and been focusing a little bit more on my blog um, and my personal life. Um, as many of you might know, um, I found out earlier this year that I am an autistic ADHD -er with PTSD. So on my uh, blog at dynamics365lady.com, I've primarily been uh, talking about that, but I do have a new series of YouTube videos that will be coming very soon. Um, I actually have 11 of them that are queued up. I just need to get past my ADHD and like edit them and publish them. So keep tuned to my YouTube channel at Dynamics365 Unbox soon to see some really exciting new content. 
Okay, um, Joachim, would you like to add anything or ask Rachel about uh, her history? No, I'm, I'm really super excited to see you here. And it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's a really interesting past. I had the opportunity to speak a little bit uh, to you, Rachel, as well, when we, when we were at Summit. So was, uh, that was a, an extreme pleasure. I can see that there's a lot of content here, and I look forward to, to talking a little bit about user adoption, especially inside Dynamics and, and particularly on the FNO side. So very excited to have you. And, you know, when we talk about dynamics, uh, Rachel, you're in the F&O finance space. And why don't you talk a little bit about the program you work on at Microsoft for those listeners that aren't familiar with it? Sure. So Fast Track is a program that's been around since really um, AX7, right? And then that rebranding of Dynamics 365. Moving to the cloud, um, you know, can be kind of a little scary. There's a lot of this buzz, buzzwords and terminology and a lot of new technology that is being used in the cloud with Dynamics 365. Um, and helping customers along the way, I think is, is really key. So um, Fast Track, um, it's, it's certainly evolving, but when it originally started, it was really focused on helping customers actually deploy their environments, get things set up and get them running. Um, now I feel like from a Microsoft perspective, we're in a much better place. We've got, um, you know, we've simplified those deployment steps. We've got a lot of great documentation and tech talks out there about that. So we're now starting to shift focus a little bit more towards um, how to make those implementations go faster. Um, and thinking about those business processes that you're using within your organization and how do we optimize and get the most out of your Dynamics 365 investment um, while also still trying to make sure we're dotting all those I's and crossing all those T's with your um, you know, implementation, so all of your testing, your training, your program strategy, um, et cetera, uh, to make sure that we're successful. So I spend a lot of my time um, when I'm working with customers, talking about focusing on those things. Um, since I've started Microsoft, we've, we've started to evolve and, and add a lot more workshops. So we now have workshops that um, are product specific. So we've got some finance workshops, we've got some supply chain management specific workshops and so on, where we can actually talk about business processes and how you're implementing the solution to get the most out of your solution. Uh, so Rachel, we had, a, a, I think, a great conversation when we were at DynamicsCon in San Antonio talking about this whole area of digital adoption because I'm coming from the CRM side, which has traditionally mm -hmm. been a problem with digital adoption, you're coming from uh, the AX, you know, FNO side of things. So where does sort of digital adoption play a role and what you're doing with your Unbox show, as well as what you're doing with your Microsoft program? Great question. So um, one of the, the key things or one of my key playlists on my Dynamics 365 Unbox channel is called Success by Design Nuggets. And so these success by design nuggets are like short videos where I'm giving, you know, typically just one or two tips um, about how to make sure you're having a good implementation. Um, 
I, I probably have like 4,000 more to make, so bear with me. Um, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, but I think the, the other thing that I'm working on internally is, to your point, Rick, is like how do we help customers use the entire platform um, going across the CE and the FNO sides of things? Um, some of you might be familiar, I did a Tech Talk series um, last year that was a 12-part series on how to extend FNO using the Power Platform, which are all the tools that you that our, our CE friends, sales, customer service, field service, use on a daily basis, but kind of teaching you how to use those with FNO. But I think my next kind of pet project that I'm working on right now, um, and I'm very excited about it, is this idea of business process documentation. So breaking down the barriers of, you know, the accounts receivable module and the sales and marketing module in FNO versus Dynamics 365 sales um, and starting to have the conversation about, well, let's talk about order to cash. And when we yes. think about order to cash as a great example, there are seven different products that Microsoft offers. Um, to help you with your order to cash process. And this can be Plus everything convenient. in the ISV space. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. You add all this stuff in the ISV space and it's like super confusing. Like as a customer, yes. how do you navigate that? How do you know which one is right for you? Um, and, and which one should you be using to meet your business requirements? So I think this idea of kind of flipping the script on um, some of our documentation and aligning to some of these business processes is super exciting for me and, and starting to write documentation that talks about order to cash and business processes. And, and here's the differentiators. Here's how you might choose to use, you know, Dynamics 365 Finance and Supply Chain Management and Dynamics 365 sales. Um, and I think one of the things that I really hope for is to get the community involved and to break down these barriers of like, let's share our knowledge, let's share our experience, let's, let's write this documentation, let's make our implementations go faster. Microsoft has some lofty revenue goals to meet, you know, in the next several years. And I think in order to meet those, we all have to come together um, and while myself and my team here at Microsoft can do a lot of great, I think together as a community, we can, we can go a lot faster, a lot stronger, a lot better, and I think everyone will benefit. I think this is probably the most exciting thing, and I'm seriously getting goosebumps when I hear that the idea that we are leveraging on the most important asset that we have inside the Dynamics community to deliver better process descriptions to our both our partners and our customers. I think this is a fantastic initiative, and it's uh, it's one that you know most of, of your competing vendors. How do we actually bring this, a very strong community together to start facilitating that the clients are getting better user adoption and, and typically better process descriptions that allow them to actually do a, do a transition to your project. So I think it's a wonderful thing. I'm hoping, I'm seriously hoping that we get a chance to, to look into this. I know that we have some of the connectivity around, you know, deploying into MS Docs. We are capable of doing that. We've done that before. So I think that we, we're going to have to investigate if we can perhaps uh, help on the tooling side of this and make sure that, that partners have some strong tooling on, on the other side. I'm really hoping that, that this can uh, 
we can move this forward. I know that you are in a hurry to do this as well, uh, Rachel. Uh, yeah. Definitely. So, so Rachel, I mean, we're. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I was ahead, just going to say, we're we're in early prototyping stages right now. So we've prototyped out some kind of shell doc art, uh, docs articles, creating templates, and trying to reduce the barrier for people to be able to contribute. Um, if you're not familiar right now, anyone can contribute to docs today. Um, but it's kind of complicated, and you have to know Markdown and. Uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So I think what we're hoping to do is reduce those barriers, make it easier for people to contribute by providing them some templates and outlines. And, you know, we want our partners and our community members to be able to showcase their knowledge. Um, and so we're kind of following suit of what our Azure Architecture Center has done. Um, and Azure is already doing this, I think, very, very well. So we want our Dynamics community to do the same thing. Um, and to your point, Rick, like there's all these ISVs out there. Like, I think when you start to layer in these ISVs and these partner solutions that have industry expertise and all these like niche industries, I think when we take like the baseline and we add in and layer in ISVs and partner expertise, then it's it's just going to get better. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, you know, we, we've talked at both shows, DynamicsCon and that Summit, and what it got me thinking about is we've been away from the community for a few years because of the pandemic, and now when I was in DynamicsCon, um, I'm sitting next to two people with enterprise on-premise installs that they've been running for, you know, 10 years, and they really haven't looked at where do I go next until now. And they really didn't need help on Power Apps yet. They just needed help kind of figuring out what do I do? How do I get started? And I saw the same thing at Community. I was working at the, the uh, CRM desk and people were coming up to me at the beginning of the Community and saying, like, I'm on premise. Two came up to me. I'm on, I'm on premise with AX. Where do I go here? right? What do I do? And luckily I knew you were working at the desk. So I don't know if they told you I sent them over, but I said, there's a desk over there with a purple banner. I said, and Rachel profits there, go over there now and she'll tell you exactly where you got to go and what you have to do. So I think there's an importance on not only, you know, getting the documents, getting the videos, but getting our communities back together. Absolutely. I think it was great to be able to be at conference again in person and, and talking with people. I think I learned a lot. You know, I think, um, you know, we get going and right. I've been doing this Dynamics 365 thing for, you know, four or five years now. But to your point, there's still a lot of people that are still back on AX 2009 and 2012. I know when I was delivering sessions, we always tried to do the show of hands. Who's running what versions? Um, and I, I even heard a lot from GP customers coming over and confused about, you know, what should we be doing? Should we go to BC? Should we go to FNO? Like, what's next for us? And I think um, it, even in those beginning decision-making stages, like, it's, it's hard to know, like, which, which way should we go? And I think it's another one of those areas that I think we as a community can help our customers along in this decision-making process and showcase your expertise and your skills, um, you know, by contributing. 
um, whether that's through, you know, these docs articles or, you know, obviously, Ricky, you know, you've got this, this channel where we're doing these podcasts. I think there's a lot of ways the community can contribute and make this dynamics world a better place. I feel like it's now time to do my Martin Luther King. I have a dream, you know, that one day we will all share everything we know and Dynamics 365 implementations can be easy. You can use this whole stack together and while Microsoft is, is working and advancing the platform and bringing the two application suites closer and closer together, you know, we need to continue to work closer and closer together as a community um, as the product comes closer and closer together. So, Rachel, you know, we talked about community. Um, we're glad we've got strength in the community and we, we saw the turnout at these meetings that, you know, the customer base is looking for it. What can, um, and we, we both worked on the partner side of things, what can SI and ISV partners do to get sort of involved with digital adoption and not just focus on, hey, we've got all this functionality, but how do we get our customers to absorb it? Because on your end, from an F&O perspective, they tell me there's like eight to 15 ISVs connected to every uh, big install. So that's a lot of people with their hands into digital adoption. Definitely, I think, you know, getting back to the basics of like your business processes and like, you know, what you need and why you need it and program strategy are kind of what I view in my head as your two starting points. You have to really understand your business processes, um, you know, internally. And I think it's, it's actually, it's, it seems simple, like, Oh, order to cash. Like, and I think we all get the basics of order to cash. Okay. We take an order, we fulfill an order. We, you know, invoice an order, we capture a payment, and then we collect on that payment. Like, But in real life, there's a lot more to it than that. And I think getting back to those basics of like, what are your actual objectives? Like, what do you hope to get out of this Dynamics 365 adoption and, and thinking about your goals and objectives? Uh, you know, and when I was talking to customers at Summit and Dynamics Con and, and just in general, one of the things I always encourage people to do is like, don't talk about software with me right now, right? Like take the software out of this as a company. When you listen to your CEO, what is your company's vision? What is your company's goals? Right? And that has to be your starting point. So if your if your goals are to increase sales or, you know, increase customer satisfaction, right? That has to be the driver. And so everything you do from a technology standpoint should stem from that. And I think when we talk with our customers um, about these ISVs, about what Microsoft offers out of the box, um, it all has to relate back to that thing. So if we're talking about increasing sales is, is how is this going to help me increase my sales? And if it's not, why are we doing it? Right. So I think if if we're looking to increase sales and we're putting all these things on top of it, like that aren't helping us increase sales, maybe they're they're helping us increase customer service or they're, you know, helping us, you know, go faster. Um, it, like we have to equate that. Right. And I think helping customers draw those dotted lines between 
our technology solutions and your ISV solutions to their actual business goals is pivotal. Like it's so critical in the digital transformation journey, right? If you don't start there, you're never going to get to the end result you want. And at the same point, as we start to bring in core Microsoft technology and ISV, we've got to make this process as simple for the user as possible. We got to keep that in mind because I've done a lot of work in the last two years from the, you know, not all the way back from the quote to cash side of things with a lot of CPQ Mm -hmm. vendors, right? We've got to make it simple or they're just going to revert to their spreadsheets, right? And, you know, they'll give you as much information as they need to, but their world will be revolving in Excel as we're trying to bring in this information. Yeah. And I think to your point, it's like, okay, so you have to start with those goals in mind. And then to your point, Rick, step two in this process is you have to have that user focus. You have to have that like end goal focus. If, if it's too hard, if it's too many clicks, if it's, um, you know, if it doesn't actually meet the business objectives, they're going to revert back. Um, and a lot of times I see businesses, they put all this like really cool technology and it's really great, but it's too hard to use, or we didn't train our users or, um, you know, we forgot to ask about X, Y, and Z. And so there's these corner cases that we didn't, you know, cover. Um, and that's where testing strategies and training and adoption strategies and change management, change management strategies are so critical. Um, you know, we have chapters in our Dynamics 365 implementation guide that are all about these topics. Change management is a new chapter that's coming hopefully hopefully really soon. Uh, we've been working on it for a while, but um, there's a lot of resources. Like if, if you're not really sure how to do change management, I encourage you just go do an internet search. You can find so much information and get a lot of great tips. Um, I think we're gonna be helping uh, by publishing some standard guidance, but even as an ISV, when you think about, you know, what's different about your solution, what differentiates you, um, and and how to help your customers adopt that, how to help your customers train that, and translating this into to business processes in the way end users think and the way end users use systems on a day to day basis and the way they operate. Um, is super, super key because even if you uh, build the most amazing technology solution, if nobody can use it or nobody knows how to use it, it doesn't matter. Like it's not uh, like I've, it's been like my saying a lot lately, uh, this is not the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Like it does, it doesn't work that way, right? So I think the way ISVs can contribute to that is work to translate your clicks, your technology to actual business processes and benefits. And right. And then when you're implementing those solutions, we can compare those business processes that you've outlined your best practice to, okay, if this is your business process, this is how you configure the solution. And when we do that whole comparison, that gap analysis of here's what I do today versus this is what my technology offers, we now know where we have differences. And those differences, you just like you just identified 
where your change management process points are. And you have to put the efforts into those change management process points to be able to train and teach your users. At the end of the day, anyone, you know, with some PDFs or a video or whatever, right, can learn where to click, right? But it's, it's how, how to translate those business processes to like real life business problems. That's the hard part. And I think that's where we can all contribute. Um, whether it's your ISV solution or standard out of, maybe it's a creative way to use the out of the box solution. Um, it, there's a lot of that, I think, in sales, customer service, and field service, where there's creativity being used to implement these solutions in industries that you maybe never would have thought of before. But the reason they were successful was because they translated those business processes to the clicks and the configurations and the setups you need to do. And, and then uh, partners, would you, would you, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. And, and then ahead. right at the end, right in the end, those partners translate, you know, the, the, the where these partners are, are bringing value is they're, they're helping customers compare the differences and translating those and helping them with the, that change management, guiding them through you know, the, the configurations and then finding the gaps, like where can we make this even better? All right. So Rachel, on what you said, um, and I love the idea around change management, but I think when I was talking to our AX customer that's been on the same system for 10 years and their CRM was sitting out here somewhere and maybe they had, you know, uh, a very, you know, low level integration between the two, change management is going to be a constant. It's not going to be like in 2016, we put a new system in and it'll change a little bit. I think now we're in the cloud and, you know, we're going across, F, you know, finance, we're going across CE, we're going across field service, we're going across teams and with sales Viva, right? We're, we're, we're going across. Yeah across the call center, um, change is going to be constant. So I think there's going to be a responsibility of the partner to stay engaged and as we're making those changes, really concern themselves around adoption. Absolutely. I, what you said is so, so important, Rick. Digital transformation is not a one and done. It's not like you go live with any Dynamics 365 product or any technology product for that matter and you're done. Digital transformation is a journey. You, you should constantly be transforming your business. Like what's next? So when you get that initial implementation done, you should have a, a group or a team of SMEs and, and people in your organization, whoever that is, that are talking about this. Maybe it's on a quarterly basis, maybe it's on an annual basis, whatever cycle makes sense for your business, but it has to be constant. And to another point, I think to add to what you were saying, it's, you know, we're evolving technology, but your business is constantly evolving too, right? The supply chain is evolving, right? COVID happened and changed the way we work from a, a human capital management standpoint. Um, businesses are still trying to figure out like, how do we uh, engage our employees and keep them you know, invested in our business so that they want to stay here and create work-life balance and create work environments that are great for them. And how do we get them back in the office? 
how do we but do we really need to get them back in the office question mark exactly right um so it's like that digital transformation needs to support these things and i think that's why you know we as microsoft you know we're inventing all these cool new things on top of teams and office you know that's that's where vivo was born out of right um and it's going to continue to happen right you know another barge is going to get stuck in a bay somewhere right um and it's going to mess up our supply chain even more uh, or whatever right uh, i think it whatever is happening out in the world affects so many aspects of our business. I mean, the way the economy changes affects the way we operate our businesses. Um, how do we make things more affordable? How do we make things go faster? Because the, the way the economy is right now, like it's tough, right? And we can't just keep inflating our prices and making things take longer. So it's like, how do we get more value faster? And that's one of the key things like Fast Track is really focused on. How do we get more value faster? Um, I, I like to use the analogy of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? I mean, implementing ERP technology solutions, especially, I think it's true of even CRM solutions like sales, customer service, field service, but how do we eat an elephant, Rick? Well, we eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, mm -hmm. So I think the, the key here is figuring out how do we, you know, adopt and, and attack our digital transformation one bite at a time. And what bite is most valuable? Do I want to eat the steak first or do I want to eat the broccoli on my plate first? Like which one makes more sense? And depending on your business, it might be a different answer. What's more important to your business? So, so, so Rachel, we could talk about this all morning, but we're going to, we're <laughs> going to have to stop at some point because this is a whole different conversation around understanding where to get started. But on today's thought, on today's uh, session where we're, we're talking about digital adoption, any kind of closing thoughts, uh, especially around what people kind of need to do to get started on this journey? Yeah, I think my closing thoughts, if you take nothing else away from this, two things. One, start by documenting those, you know, business goals and objectives. And step two is have a business process focused approach to your implementation. If you take nothing else away, take those two things away. Okay, and, Rachel. And like, be a community. Like, <laughs> let's be a community. Get to the community, join your community, and we're all about community on this show. So, Rachel, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Joachim, thanks for participating, and uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation with you. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. Bye for now. <laughs>